welcome to Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host this week, Headphone Jojo Dorville. And I'm here with my good buddy to help me close out the year, Brennan Tassif. How are you doing, sir? Good, man. What's going on, everybody? Last show of the year. This is the third last show of the year we've done. This is crazy. I know. Third year wrap-up. Wild, wild times. Uh, but yeah, so without any further ado, we will be getting to it so we can get out of here soon because I want to go back to laying down because I have nothing to do this week. Um, so we're going to hit you with the big three and only the big three. Uh, we got some NFL games that took place over the holiday weekend, uh, as well as the NBA. And then we're going to do our year-end superlatives, and we're going to leave it there until we come back at the top of the year. So let's do this. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. Safe to say, Brennan? What's safe to say? Game of the week. Game of the week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Your boys um, versus the Cowboys. Yep. The Mighty Mighty Eagles going up against the Lotus. I believe it's pronounced Cowboys. Uh, it is not. Uh, I can do that Jacksonville shit around here. Um, yeah. So the Mighty Mighty Eagles against the Lonesome Cowboys. Uh, Carter Minshew taking Speaking the reins. Speaking of Jacksonville shit. <laughs> Carter Minshew taking the reins. Uh, the starting quarterback for injured Jalen Hurts. The Cowboys win this. 40 to 34. Brennan, what was your takeaway? So Garner uh, did throw two picks. Uh, one of them was not his fault. Uh, I heard. Uh, Honestly, Sol- I don't think either of them were his fault. Yeah, I heard Ben Solak talking about it, and he was like, Garner Minshew doesn't know this, but Jalen Hurts already knows this. You only throw it to three people Dallas Goddard, AJ Brown, and Devonta Smith. You throw uh, it to Quez when Quez is wide open. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, I, I so a couple things I took away from this one um, Dallas's defense has gone somewhere I don't know where Micah Parsons took that defense but I mean I know they have a lot of injuries but we talk about this every week so does everybody else the Chargers are missing three or five of their starters and they put up 27 fantasy points on defense so I don't understand what you know why Dallas can't get it done I understand Philly's a good offense but I am worried about the injury bug for Philly because it seems like some of their key players, dare I say they peak too soon. Some of their key players are now going down. Um, the right tackle, uh, who's that? Uh, Lane. Lane Johnson. Uh, Jalen Hurts, obviously, with the shoulder injury. Uh, a couple guys on defense, Jordan Davis is banged up again. You bring in Ndamukong Sue, but now he's been playing a lot because Jordan Davis has been hurt, so he's not as fresh as he was when they brought him in. You bring in Linval Joseph, so you y- keep Sue yeah. fresh. Yeah, I just I'm worried because Philly's losing a lot of key players. I think they'll be fine. I still think they're going to be in the NFC Championship, uh, probably the Super Bowl. Um, but I just that's what worried me about it. And also, I don't think this makes Dallas for real. Dallas needed this game way more than Philly needed it. So I I didn't really learn much about Dallas other than that defense. They desperately needed this game and still didn't show up. Gardner Minshew with no real reps this year put 34 on them. So. I mean, one was a something was a pick six, but some of that wasn't all Gardner. But still, yeah. I I think Philly's the team to beat in the NFC. Uh, this game did not change my mind about either team really. Yeah, this game didn't change my mind whatsoever as far as uh, who's the better team here because, like you said, 
Um, Dallas, I mean, Dallas needed a Herculean effort from uh, the Eagles to kind of throw this one away, in a sense. Yeah. Um, the two picks, I won't really blame them much on Garner. I mean, he put it in tight spots, and Quez just lost uh, the battle. And what the other one was a, a phenomenal play. Um, just so happened to be a Quez as well. And the two fumbles were just, like, inexplicable. Like, that last one that Miles Sanders had, just, like, it, it was akin to the uh, Trevor Lawrence fumble last week where it just, the ball just mysteriously floated into the air. Like, yeah. I kept watching that replay. I'm like, okay, Marcus, Micah doesn't hit it from behind. The guy from in front doesn't look like he gave it that much of a punch. But then the ball's just waylaying in the air. Yeah. Um, and then there was a fumble that the Eagles should have gotten, but uh, the Cowboys offensive lineman jumped right on. So the turnover battle shook out in their favor. And even with that, even with four turnovers to one, one being a pick six, thank you, Dak. Even with that, the Eagles were still in position to win this game with their backup quarterback on a final drive. And I felt like they were too precious with the timeout. And when they got that final first down instead of spiking it, I wish they would have took the timeout and gave themselves four true downs instead of spiking it and giving themselves only three downs. Yeah. Um, but That's the thing. The spike doesn't buy you that much extra time. It doesn't buy you any extra time and you lose a down. It's so yeah, by the time you get to the by the time you get to the line, you can call a play like while you're all rushing to the line. Exactly. Should have called the timeout. Could have saved you time running up there and everything. But anyways, um, but with all that being said, all that was needed for the Cowboys to win this game. If Jalen Hurts is there, even on even with how that last drive shakes out, let's say, uh those last three downs. Uh, there was I think it was on the third down Gardner 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 the only th issue I had with Gardner he kept rolling to the wrong places yeah he he was not that he was rolling to the wrong places he was hesitant in his rollout so like on that third and ten uh, the pressure's coming from the left side the pressure's going to be coming from the left side from Mark Parsons I think he did a stunt inside Gardner shifted right first which makes his wrap around Micah a little more difficult for him because now he has to go around him opposed to he's going to blow past me and I could just move this way um, yeah. he ended up going into Micah before trying to elude Micah that's why Micah was able to chase him down so uh, even in that scenario I felt like if Jalen's there you have that option to run a lot more um, and that would have alleviated a lot of things. Uh, I'm concerned about some of the injuries. Um, uh, Devante, Avante Maddox, uh, our premier slot uh, corner, um, him being out really opened up the game for CD Lamb. Basically, once he went out, CD Lamb just kind of went bonkers. Uh, it was very odd to see. Uh, but there's been talks that maybe Slay will shadow CD next time around a little less zone. Um, and then Lane, I mean, you don't want to see Lane go down. Yeah. Uh, offensive line, I mean, we still have three. Outside of Lane, we still have two uh, all pros, all, all pro potentials. And um, 
uh, pro bowlers and two alternates on that line. So I'm not as worried. Plus, that's going to be the right side. It's not the blind side. Um, but Lane hasn't given up a sack in like two seasons. So yeah, I, I would, some, I'm some more happy. Stat. Yeah, he hasn't given up a sack like in two full seasons and all of this year. Um so going on three seasons, so I would and he love hasn't to missed have a game in that time. I, I believe was the other thing. Uh, I think he did miss. I think he missed a game earlier this year. Oh, did he? Because uh, okay. he had a last two seasons. He had a brief injury um, earlier this season. Oh, he year. did. Yeah, you're all right. You're like right. right before the uh, right before the bye, he had a he had an injury he picked up, but um, he had a concussion. That's what it was. Uh, in the game against the Cowboys. God damn, he just doesn't like playing the Cowboys. It was a game against the Cowboys. He picked up that concussion. That's when Michael went kind of crazy in the second half. Um, but yeah, no, I I walked away from this game feeling by far more confident than anything. Uh, their DBs can't cover our guys. I mean, the Devonta Smith went off. Uh, AJ Brown went off. Both of them putting up over a hundred yards. Devonta had two TDs. Goddard came back. Good bounce back game from him coming off his injury. Um, the only thing I, I was uh, not nervous about, and I think it'll be fixed when Jalen's back, is the running game wasn't as effective. Um, but I think that's them not having to worry about the threat of the quarterback. And once you have that, it kind of opens up the lanes for Miles as well because the defense is going to do weird things protecting. Uh, yeah. Dak looked fine outside of the pick six. Um, all that talk about the Eagles – Defense not being able to defend. I'm going on rant here. Uh, all that talk about the Eagles' defense not being able to stop the run. Uh, kept them under 100 if you're just looking at the running backs. Dak got loose for a couple, but Zeke was held to 55, and Pollard, we made him look like the guy that sits behind Ezekiel Elliott uh, instead of the guy who goes bonkers on people. Um, so overall, I mean, a, a, a good game for the Eagles, uh, a great showing, kind of what you wanted. Um, you would have wanted to come away with a W, but a competitive game to the last second with your backup, that lets you know, and that is why your quarterback, quote-unquote, is the MVP, even though I don't think he'll get the MVP, and I don't care if he gets the MVP or not. I give two shits about that. I want to be playing in February. That's the only thing I give a damn about. Um, but it lets you know that that's the piece that gets you over that edge, uh, and that's why he's that's why he's QB1. So I don't know if the MVP is going to change anything for Jalen. Cause I think there's still going to be people out there. Cause you know, I've talked about this that are going to say like Jalen, there's always the going to be people. It's there's the, people yeah, who so. say Lamar is not the guy, even though he has an MVP to boot and yeah. he has no receivers to speak on. Who are the, who would be the top quarterbacks? No one says that about in your mind. I would, is it Patrick, Patrick, Josh, just Patrick at okay. this point. Yeah, because even Josh Allen, when he has a bad game, everyone's like, see, this is the Josh Allen we knew. Yeah, Josh Allen. The thing is, Josh Allen becomes Josh Allen every once in a while. He turns back the clock. Um, Justin Herbert, obviously, is up there with Patrick. Yeah, Justin Herbert's up there with Patrick. Social media. Yeah, if you just look at the way people fawn over him, uh, he's done no wrong ever in his life. Um, Where would you put Kirk Cousins on that list? uh, That's an interesting question. Uh, Kirk Cousin is low on that list. He is not the reason this team is winning at all. Um, talking New York Giants versus the Minnesota Vikings. We're talking about the Giants versus the Vikings. Kirk Cousin. It's sad. It's weird when you get 
in a way outplayed by or played comparable to with Daniel Jones. Um, kind of similar games for the two of them. Daniel Jones outgained him. Uh, Kurt outthrew him as far as attempts and completions, but only by a few. Um, but Kurt had three touchdowns. You know why, Brennan? Why? Because one of the MVPs of the league should honestly be Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. That man, oh, God, he's so good. He's so good. He has, in the same amount of games, before people get crazy, in the same amount of games, I think he's only played 16 games this season. They still have two weeks to go. Uh, he has surpassed the receiving record and the yards record for the uh, the Minnesota Vikings. And that's no small feat because they once had Randy Moss and Chris Carter, two people who are in the Hall of Fame. I saw the top five receiving by seasons. And it's like Justin Jefferson, Randy Moss, Randy Moss, Justin Jefferson, Randy Moss. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Justin Jefferson's incredible. only in his what second year, third second, year? third, if that. The craziest thing to think about, Brennan, and I forgot to think about this last night uh, until last night when I was listening to Mina Collins and Dominique Foxworth. Um, Justin Jefferson, you know who his teammates with? Where when when he was at LSU? Yeah, yeah, Jamar Chase and all those guys. Jamar Chase. And Joe Burrow. Yeah. It's rare that you have a quarterback with two outstanding receivers and the quarterback's also still good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a third receiver in there, too. I think there's there a third receiver may in the be, um, But that's wicked on its own. You had those two guys who have panned out in the pros and the quarterback. Because we'll talk about the quarterbacks from those teams in a second uh well teams from other guys like the alabama teams uh i the funny thing is jalen hurts probably did more for himself going to oklahoma than being at alabama yeah um so just learn oh, the position a little more um but yeah so Minnesota Vikings versus the New York football Giants. Uh, Brennan, uh, I so badly wanted the Giants to win this game. It's so annoying that I wanted the Giants to win. The, I don't root for the Giants ever in life, Brennan. But I needed them to win this game because you know what that would have done? That would have gave us three out of four of the NFC East beating the Minnesota Vikings. And the fourth, the Washington football team, they got close as shit. I think they were also in a one-point game because that's the only so game yeah. Minnesota wins. Minnesota's now 11-0 in one-point one games this season. Uh, Clyde Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was the third guy I was thinking about. Ah, uh, yes, the running yes. Back. Yeah. Um, who's been to a Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, so this game was crazy because, uh, one, the Giants have been kind of fading. The last couple of weeks. That's the interesting part. They were not looking as good as they, I mean, they were never really looking good, but they were not looking as competent as they were early in the season because all their receivers are gone and all their DBs are gone. Yeah. And that was the other thing too, was the, the way this game ended was kind of crazy because of that 61 yard Greg Joseph yeah. field goal. They barely got beyond midfield. And then the uh, Vikings coach, I forget his name. He's uh, first year coach was like, no, we're going to Kevin Connolly. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin uh, O'Connell, Kevin, Kevin O'Connell. There you go. Oh, like, um, I know it's similar to the entourage guy. And, uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, and they 
61 yarder, Greg Joe, which is not like Greg Joseph's not known. Like he's not Justin Tucker. He's never he's been considered a big person. Yeah. He's more. And it was looking at the line again. It wasn't there. <laughs> it was not there. Yeah. It was not there. And then he just booted it. Like in that scene in that replacement, it's just hold it and I'll kick the bloody piss out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, uh, it was an interesting game. I mean, it, it's a game that these two teams play week in, week out. Um, the Giants, man, the Giants were in, it looked like we were going to OT for a second. The fourth quarter went bonkers. Um, but you have five scores, including that last second field goal. Uh, but, again, this is just more reason why I'm unconcerned about, I mean, honestly, either of these two teams, but especially the Minnesota Vikings. They strike zero fear into my heart mm-hmm. because their offense is completely predicated on how much Justin Jefferson could go off. And if you – have the DBs to cover him. Uh, we've seen in the past where he has a lesser game. He he'll not have a he won't have a big big game. Um, and then after that, that running game can be quelled, and their defense is so Swiss cheese you can just so bad. carve them up. Um, so yeah, case in point, Daniel Jones throwing for three hundred yards. 324 yards. Don't know how many times he's done it in his career, but I'm going to say Not very, very few. <laughs> I'd say he's ran for 100 yards more than he's thrown for 300. Um, I'll say he, he's probably ran for 75 yards more times in this season than he's thrown for 300 yards. Okay. Playing Case a in safer. point, this is his second 300-yard game of the season. The other was the game against Detroit where, he, where they were down all that game, and he had to just throw it around a yard. As far as rushing, he well, he has one one hundred yard game. Uh, so that's close. Uh, seventy nine yards. So right now, two for two. He had a seventy one yarder. So close. He, so he's oh, the amount of games he's thrown for three hundred yards is the same. He's ran for seventy five plus. Um, that's insane. That's insane. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It, it, look at look up a picture of David Jones if you haven't seen him, folks. Just 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 do that. That's crazy. Um, so yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Speaking of Detroit, Brendan's on it. Jesus, pre-show nap, and this guy is a segue machine. <laughs> Carolina put it on Detroit. I don't Carolina. know what to make of Detroit. We're talking about the Detroit Lions at the Carolina yeah. Panthers. I know it's a home game. I know Carolina's got some strife that they're going through. They've got a great running attack. but It I was cold not, out there. Yeah, and I don't know what to make of this Detroit team. Everyone, in the first six weeks, they were the most proficient offense and known to NFL history, and we knew that would balance out. But then there was, like, that Patriots game. They didn't score. They scored, like, three points. No. And now when they came off the bye, their defense looked good. Like, yeah. Good, and now they're, they're literally fighting for their playoff lives. And then they get housed by Carolina, who, I mean, technically on paper is also fighting for their I playoff say, lives. Not technically on paper. I mean, they are legitimately fighting for their playoff lives. I mean, yeah. uh, that division is up for grabs. That's something I wanted to discuss. Um, you have the AFC South and the NFC South as two of the most light a paper on fire we don't know who's gonna win this thing that uh, might come up later may come up awards. later um and the, the 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 carolina panthers are staking their claim uh your boy who you've been fighting for for a while Sam uh, starting to look like a competent 
quarterback under Do you know why? some good coaching. Uh, because it was a couple of weeks ago. I just won't. I, I'm going to remember this for this whole season. But a couple of weeks ago, they were like, Sam, what's the key to like Carolina's success late, lately? And he goes, run the ball. We just need to run the ball. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, there you go. Are, know, know who you are, Sam. Know who you are. They are doing that. Um, right now, they're one game behind uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And honestly. And they play at the end of the year. They, no, I think they play this week. Okay. Well, it's uh, the end of the year. But. Yeah, they play this week. But honestly, the Bucks should have lost that goddamn game against the Cardinals. And I would have been so happy if they lose to Trace McSorley. Uh, That's... <laughs> But um, yeah. So speaking of run the ball, they ran the ball for a tune of three hundred and twenty yards on forty three carries and three touchdowns. Uh, that was between Sam himself getting a touchdown in there, uh, but Devonta Freeman and Cuba Hubbard. Um, so yeah. Hey, look, 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 look! What happens when? You give a black coach a chance. Um, Steve Wilkes, who was cast aside as a nobody after that one year where he had to deal with Josh Rosen in the uh, in the Cardinals. God, facility. I forgot about Chosen Rosen. And uh, Steve, Steve Kimes decided, you know what? You're not the guy, and he's not the quarterback, and just cleaned house. Uh, we see what Steve Wilkes can do for a defense. Uh the Panthers' defense has looked way better since uh, J.C. Horn's injury aside in that game. But, um, yeah, what does a defensive coach want to do, Brennan? They want to play run defense? the ball. Run the ball. <laughs> and that run game looks proficient right about now. Without McCaffrey. Without McCaffrey. And this is, yeah, after getting rid of McCaffrey, they've probably looked better running the ball which, which is, is something that i've talked about in walk-offs countlessly is the difference between stars and ham and eggers the average joe's in the nfl is literally a few tenths of a second all right let's not call donta freeman and cuba hubbard Donta freeman was let go of by three teams in the last four he years he was also a third round pick and went to texas i'm just saying cuba yeah, everyone thought he was washed to, uh, and now he's just breaking just skulls again i'm just saying, I'm just saying. He's only 26 years of age. I know. That's why I'm ha- so I'm happy for him. As a former running back myself, I'm very happy. And Cuba's a fourth <laughs> round pick. I mean, so Oklahoma State. And we knew who he was coming out. Yeah, we did. We were around for that draft, weren't we? We were around for that draft. And I predicted, I was like, he might be the most, uh, he might end up being the best runner out of that draft. Was what yeah, I, said. I remember that because he's, he's the bigger one, right? He's the. Yeah, he's a bit of the bruiser. Yeah, he's but like 220, 225. 210, 6'1", 210. That's a big boy. Yeah, I don't know what he runs, but. Full head of steam. It's, it's pretty fast. Get out of the way. That's what he runs. He runs, as my old coach used to say, BYOB, bring your own block. That's what he runs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Brent, do you think, uh, I mean, Detroit looks like a hard sell for them to make the postseason at this point. Um, but do you think the Panthers will usurp the Buccaneers? So this is a weird thing. Uh, the history has taught me that Tampa Bay will get in over Carolina and Green Bay, out of some weird happenstance, will get in over Detroit. But I'm really hoping that's not what happens. And in the NFL, we've seen that's not what happens before. Now, sometimes it's not like the NBA where everything kind of shakes out the way you, you, you thought it would. 
Um, because you know they play series, and it's a lot harder to win a game. You know, a seven game series versus just winning one game. Uh, I really want it to play out the other way. I want Detroit to make the playoffs, and then I want Carolina to win the division. I just, I don't. I mean, Detroit and Carolina are very similar in the fashion that they win and lose. Like sometimes they blow teams out, and then other times they get boat raced. And it's like, what team? Who are you? So I think Carolina has the better opportunity only because Tom Brady looks looks like he's done and that whole division is in shambles uh, versus Detroit because Detroit definitely can't win the division. Vikings have already clenched that, so yeah. they'd have to get in as a wild card, and I think there's a lot of teams fighting for those NFC wild card spots. Yeah, uh, I hope Detroit doesn't make it because uh, I think the Eagles will boat race the Green Bay Packers, whereas Detroit yeah, they might, give a, might give a game at the very least. Okay, so you're a little they're nervous about Detroit. Point. Not nervous, just they're going to score. I mean, they scored points on us to yeah. start the season. I mean, they're good. Monron St. They are so good, good offense. I, Goodness gracious, that game is good. Um, and I can only name two people other, other than Jared Goff on that offense, but they're both really good. Him and DeAndre <laughs> Swift. Oh, don't, don't forget about Jarvis Williams. Jarvis Williams? Oh, yeah. The Jamal rookie. Williams, sorry. Jamal Williams. Not a rookie. What? No. Who's the rookie they got that just came back? Jamal Williams came over from Washington, Green Bay, like two years ago. No, the, who's the rookie, though, they got from Alabama who just now started playing? Uh, Khalif Raymond? No. No, that's not him. He's a receiver. I don't know who. I think that guy. You said he's just, a receiver. I was. I know he's a receiver. Um, I think the the person. Oh, you're talking about the rookie receiver? Yeah. Oh, Jameson Williams. Yeah, that's you yeah, said. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah, Jay Williams, I guess. Um, but uh, no, I want Carolina to win. I think. Uh, I think the Bucks. The Bucks. Don't forget about here. DJ Chart. I think that. <laughs> I think the buck stops here for uh, Tampa Bay. And, uh, I see what you did there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think Carolina I think Carolina goes this weekend and they beat them and they take they wrestle that division away because they end with the Bucks and the Saints, two teams, one team who has nothing to play for and the other team who appears to have just stopped playing. Um, and so, yeah. It, who are you putting that on? You putting that uh, on the coaching staff for the Bucks? Yeah, I put it on. I, this this every, flies in the face of all your theories. The Bucks had a team. The Bucks mm, had a team that this coach took over. He on had paper, a team that they had a great defense. Over. On paper, everything they had a world class. Everything is different on paper. World class quarterback. Look, look, look. I'm just saying. You say the guy a lot shows of times, up. To, the guy shows up at the big moments. Guy shows yeah. up in the big moments, but yeah, I heard something that he should only start the fourth quarter. He should only play the last two minutes of the game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy is doing nothing in in those other in the other 56, 58 minutes of the game. I mean, their offense just their offense looks remedial, stagnant. They're getting nothing up front. I mean, their offensive line is decimated, so you can put some of that on that. Um, Tom is just. He just Tom won't even take it. Tom doesn't take a hit anymore. Even in the fourth quarter with the game on the line, he used to stand in the pocket and take some of those hits. He won't even take those hits anymore. The greatest encapsulation of what this season has become for that team is they they ran a a, a package a couple games ago where no 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 sorry this was on around the horn I was watching um, it was a clip of Tom Brady in like game one or two. 
where he threw an interception and then like he takes the tablet and like smashes it on the ground with all yeah. this fervor and passion. And then by like week 11, he's looking at the tablet after a pick and he just like gently tosses it to the side. Like it's out of him. It's yeah. gone. I I don't know why we're why we're placating ourselves. It's it's done. He's done. I'm I've been dancing around it all season long. I've been saying, you know, he still has it when it's necessary, and he still does. But for 58 minutes of the game, it's done. He's not the same guy. He's bouncing passes. He's overthrowing passes. He's a little to the left too much. He's a little to the right too much. He is not. He's 45 bleeping years old. Yeah, you're right. He can't do this until until infinity and beyond. Like, (laughs) It's it has to end at some point, and I think it's it's finally met. He's met the wall. He's finally met a wall that he can't break through. Father time undefeated, a hundred in a billion, and oh, all right. Eventually, it gets you, and I th- I think it got him. It's 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 done. I think yeah, Carolina it's bound to happen usurped. eventually. So, so yeah. I mean, on pa- again to your on paper, on paper, everything on this team does work. If the quarterback is good, yeah, and I to be honest with you, um, I don't know how you're going to take this, but I'm just going to say it. I was, we talked about Byron and Leftwich maybe becoming the coach of Jacksonville when Urban Meyer was out. I was thinking out. about I was, this as well. I Doug Peterson I was, was the right move. Yeah, but that's the thing is, I was really excited, and then after, and again, I don't know if it's the the coaching or the quarterback or the offensive line or a mixture of all of it, which it normally is in football. But I am so happy with the Doug Peterson hire over yeah. by. And at the time, I you remember how excited I was, and I was like, "Yeah, it's gonna be Byron. It's gotta be Byron. He's in. He's interviewing. Like he's the favorite son of Jacksonville. He led this team to the Super Bowl. And it might have been more Bruce Arians than Byron Leftwich. It, it might have been more Bruce Arians. Also, it might have been a more competent Tom Brady. Yeah, it might have been a yeah a year younger Tom Brady more than Byron. So. I, yeah, I wanted to get your take on that because this offense looks inept. And I know there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, and Tom Brady's 45 years old, but they look inept. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, just, just look bad. Just bad. <laughs> just look bad. <laughs> How did we get this? Not even on the rundown. How did we get on there? Carolina. Oh, okay. One more round. All right, one more round. I will start it unlike normally because shaking things me the up last a little game. bit. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, Kara, the Chargers versus the Colts. This was a Monday night game that I did not watch whatsoever. Um, but I wanted to finally, after three long years, congratulate Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and a defense that this year has Khalil Mack, barely has had Joey Bosa, Derwin James, who got ejected in the game for what back in the day was a beautiful hit, but nowadays made me made me queasy. Uh, a little bit queasy. Uh, who else is on the deal? Asante Samuels Jr. and the coaching staff helmed by Brandon Staley for finally making the playoffs. Now you can 
begin to enter my conversation for elite, elite quarterbacks, Justin, because you've done what Jalen Hurts did last year, which is merely reach the postseason. So welcome. I mean, the Colts, they suck. I'm not going to talk about the Colts. Remember when they won that game? Gave the job to an analyst. Everyone was like, Jeff Saturday. That that is the one case that Josh McDaniels needs to be fired. Yeah, we were on here and said, hold the phone. I don't know. This is not. We said this was a mirage. This was more the Raiders just falling on their faces. Yeah. And week after week, it's like, now, I mean, the Colts have had some competitive games. They, they, uh, they had a good game against the Eagles. They had a good game against the Cowboys. Um, with uh, with your boy Who was here. the team last week they played and put like 33 on them? Oh, the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings. <laughs> they should have beaten the Vikings. <laughs> they should have beaten the Vikings. Um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, cream, cream rises. Yep. So. One more round. All right, I'm talking Green Bay, Miami. Green Bay was done four weeks ago. No way they could make the playoffs. It would take some sort of miracle for them to make the playoffs. Miami was on a tear. Um, I guess six weeks ago we can count. And then even two or three weeks ago when they played Buffalo, everyone was like, oh, that speed's going to get neutralized in Buffalo. And they still hung in there with them. Game was tied all the way to the end and until a last-second field goal. And I thought, oh, Miami, maybe they got something here. It's a, it's a good loss, which I don't believe in in the NFL, but I convinced myself that that was a good loss. Miami is spiraling. Tua Tungavaloa is not maybe the quarterback that we thought he was in the first half of the season. This feels very reminiscent of what happens with Kyler in a lot of seasons where he'll play out of his mind, kind of throw it around the yard the first half, and then by the second half, Kyler's more due to injuries, but he kind of falls off. Uh, Tua's not playing well. He had three picks in this game. Green Bay wins in miraculous fashion because they had no business being even in this game with the playoffs uh, on the line for Miami, and Green Bay was kind of out of it weeks ago. Now Green Bay has new life for the postseason. Miami might be out of it. What did they lost like six in a row, seven in a row? Like this Something is, crazy. I know at least five in a row. Yeah, this is getting really bad. And with all of that talent Miami has, they've been completely figured out. Uh, starting with that 49ers game a few weeks ago, where we were talking about it on here because I had heard a couple of um, very smart NFL people talk about it how. Fred Warner's going to take away the middle of the field, and that's where Tua likes to go. Tua doesn't like to throw vertically. He likes to throw horizontally, like on the run. And the 49ers took that away, and ever since then, they have not – literally, it was that game. They have not been able to bounce back, and we kept saying, maybe they, you know, the 49ers set up a blueprint. Maybe it's the man thing. You're going to get burned every once in a while. But Miami is reeling, and I don't know how they're going to pull themselves out of this because – they have a good coach in McDaniel, but I don't I don't know if two is the and we said this at the beginning of the season and I look like an asshole and an idiot the middle of the season, but now it's the end of the season and they can't they can't seem to hold, cross that hold, line to hold 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 the two of you know bashing a second. Um right. uh, I'll paint a picture on that in a moment. But I wanna say after one more round, I'm teasing. I will do a a breakdown on Tom Brady this season. Because um, I'm looking at some numbers, and I think oh, I have an right indication now? of why this offense isn't looking so good. But Tua is entered concussion protocol for the third time this season. Um, there was a play in the first half where... He played the whole second half. 
was a concussion. The thing. There was a play in this first half where it appeared that he was taken to the ground similar in the, in a similar fashion to the Cincinnati game where he got the ball off and then he kind of got brought down because he was being chased from behind and his head kind of bounced off the turf. Um, so that kind of it, with that, it's it's stunning that the, a spotter didn't catch that or nobody caught that. It's um, the same situation he's been in before. It's the same quarterback. It's so weird. It just keeps happening. It's so ridiculous. Um, and it just it, that really in that second half is when defense uh, when uh, he ended up throwing, I believe, three of his picks. And yeah, it was all the second. He kind of turned to to sh- to shite there. So when is it? When is it on to a? That he is injury prone because I know some of these are fluky, but it's but like the, the thing whole, is it's the whole is, AD conversation where his agent goes, "Oh well, he's not injury prone." But Brennan, that's the difference, though. They keep happening, but no. But the, the thing is, injury prone is your leg always is hurt. By the way, fun fact: Steph Curry has played in less games than Anthony Davis in the last three years. Um, yeah, one fifty. I think same this amount was of titles too in the last. Well, uh, yeah, in the last three years. Last three years, yeah, yeah, same amount of titles. Yeah, you, you thought you had something. <laughs> well, no, because it's almost twenty twenty three, and they won in nineteen. So I was like, the last three, uh, yeah, it's still technically three years because it's twenty twenty two still. Yeah, they won in twenty twenty to me, but um, the twenty twenty championship. Uh, but um, so yeah, injury prone to me is your arms always hurting, your leg is always hurting. These are concussions. You can't no, you can't I, fact you can't say somebody's more prone to getting concussions. You can. I don't know. There are people who when they get there are people that I played with. There's people that we see on TV. Some of these my the thing fact is, that these running because, backs don't get concussed every week is astonishing. My thing is because like there it's such a So what what's the what's the knock? He falls, he falls bad. Well, I don't, but see, that's the thing is like, that's what I'm trying that. And that was a question I was posing. I wasn't saying he's injury prone, but I'm saying there are times where things happen and you're just like, God, this guy cannot stay healthy through no fault of his own. Sam Bradford was like this through no fault of his own. But again, Sam Bradford, it was like his shoulder. Yeah. He would always fall. Have we seen a quarterback who just has like, I guess, uh, uh, Troy Aikman is kind of the best comp where he had to leave the game because of concussions. He had suffered so many concussions, but that was like over a a, a career's 12, 15, worth. Yeah, your yeah. I the reason why I say Kyler is because it seems very similar to where there's always seems like there's an excuse. There's always seems to be like, oh well, this ha-. and I trust me, no one feels worse about the concussion thing than me. But it's like there's a lot of co- Joe Burrow's getting the shit kicked out of him. Has not missed a game this whole season because of a concussion. Um, <sighs> I don't know. I, That's I what mean, I'm t- like I just don't know. One of the things that I mean, look, we got an avid deep, Madden player. If a guy keeps got, getting hurt, you got, just can't afford to keep him. Don't play. I haven't played Madden in like five years. Um, we get we have a deeper, darker conversation on how the black quarterback is treated versus the white quarterback. You go look at the way Cam Newton took a lot of hits uh, after that year where they got to the Super Bowl. And I think that very first game afterwards where they played the Broncos and he took headshot after headshot after headshot and like one of them was called. So is Tua yeah, not getting f- the same penalties? Is Tua being refereed differently? Or well, I, are I, players, I would argue against that because Joe players, Burrow is literally getting destroyed. Are players hitting him differently? 
Are they? And you think because they don't is, think there's going to be a call? It's that not getting legislated in some type of manner. Because I saw a hit the other day where I think it was uh, against Kirk Cousin where a defender went low on him and it was the right call. The, the play two it got hurt on, it was a low shot after the ball was let go and nothing was called. No one even, the play just marched on. So I don't know what it is or why he's more prone to getting concussed or getting concussed like hits that lead to uh, or those hits that lead to you know his body ended up in that way I, maybe he's bad at bracing the ground yeah like, i mean there are some quarterbacks that just aren't i mean there's some players that just aren't good at taking hits we see yeah. it i mean tyree kill runs out of bounds all the time like there's yeah. some guys Lamar jackson like, runs out of bounds like yeah like nah i'm all right huh? Huh? yeah like that that's the one thing i say about like when people are like oh lamar is gonna get hurt because he's a runner he never gets hurt running the ball he rarely gets hurt he's running very the ball. very smart when it comes to running the ball like he takes three big hits a season, maybe. Outside of that, he's running out of bounds or he's getting on the ground. One of them knocked him out this year. <laughs> that wasn't even no, a, I know. a rushing <laughs> play. He was standing in the pocket. Um, so, yeah. I mean, and we could just, I mean, look at the, look at the, and, and the spotter thing also, like, look at the NFL's history. Look at the NFL's history with the concussion issue and black players. Like, they tried to. In the lawsuit, they tried to not give black players the right amount of money because it was they, an IQ thing, wasn't it? Yeah, they said, "Oh, your IQ wasn't affected. You came in with a low IQ," and it's like, "But you didn't test us. You're just saying this." Like, was that that wasn't exclusively for the black players, though? Was that it? was, I mean, it wasn't exclusively for the black I players. I was going to say because the majority of the players head, were black, it kept rearing his head for the black players. All the white players, that was never an issue. But the black players, they said, oh, you came in with a lower IQ. I see what you're saying. And so your IQ was not impaired. So, yeah. Calling black people stupid. Basically. (laughs) Saying they're inherently stupid. One more round. Oh, Brennan, a game that I predicted in a new low pickup. The Houston Texans go on to beat the Tennessee Titans. Leading way to what we'll talk about in a second here. But uh, the Houston Texans, they were due. They were due. They yeah. had a competitive first half against the Eagles. They had a competitive game last week against the Kansas City Chiefs. They had a competitive game the week prior where they should have beaten the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so they were due. The Again, another situation where a black coach uh, is doing his damnedest with a team that really – I mean, this team could be over for all we like. Davis, they're they're running a platoon quarterback system at this point. They look like a they they're running effectively a college system where yeah, it's you bizarre. got uh you got Chris Leak uh throwing the ball and then you're bringing Jeff Driscoll, aka Tim Tebow, to get us a couple yards on the ground here, um, or let's dupe the defense with a RPO where you'll sneak out the back. So. They're doing everything they can to, you know, be competitive. And in the last couple of weeks, they have been more competitive than earlier. Uh, Lovey's probably going to get fired and it's going to be the most confounding thing where you hired David Cully last year to be a nowhere coach. Then you give Lovey the job, even though he was on the staff last year to be a nowhere coach. Um, and who's going to reap the rewards when they get the number one pick in Bryce Young? Whoever is uh, the enemy, Big Vase, the 
whoever's McVay's offensive coordinator right now or whoever Shanahan's receivers coach right now. I don't know. D'Amico Ryans is beloved in Houston. He's killing it right D'Amico now. D'Amico Ryan is one of the best coaches in the league, and Houston still won't give him the job because they're going to want to pair Bryce Young with a quarterback guy. I don't think they take Bryce Young. Guy. I think Bryce Young is just, I think. After I don't think he's that good. I, I, I think he's college good. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be pro good. If we're seeing, everything we've seen with if Kyler, we're seeing anything, I love say if we're seeing anything with that short quarterback revolution, not really working out. <laughs> it's going back. That's what Ru- it was Russell about Wilson had the best run, but now not looking so good. No. Uh, Baker trash. Johnny Manziel trash. Kyler, Kyler trash. I'm not gonna say trash, but certainly not not breaking the mold. Uh, Tua can't stay healthy. Uh, Lane can't stay off the juice. Uh, sorry. Lane. Sorry. Um, go watch. Go watch the Eagles championship parade. It's one of the funniest things when Travis Kelsey goes on his rant. Justin oh, yeah, Kelsey, yeah. Jason Kelsey goes on Jason, his rant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm too small. Lane can't stay off the juice. Like, got popped with steroids a couple times. He's good now. He's good. Now. Yeah, whatever. He plays yeah. offensive line. I'd hope he'd be taking steroids. exactly. You know. Uh, but yeah. So, Brendan, what what was I alluding to? One more round. Thursday night game, which we very rarely talk about, but the Jacksonville Jaguars are in the playoff hunt. Going They're for in the, the playoff AFC, seat. Yeah, going for the AFC South Division Championship. Going again, uh, they played uh, the New York Jets in Rutherford, New Jersey this past East week. Rutherford. East, East Rutherford. Uh, and won. This wasn't even a contest. It was 19 to 3, 16 to 3, something like that. I know, 19 to 3. Yeah. Watched this whole game start to finish. I texted you how I felt bad because uh, Mike White was not cleared medically. So Zach Wilson, the number two pick, was going to. They tried to bill it too before the game. They're like, the number two pick versus the number one pick in the same draft. Ba, oh, ba, wow. Ba, ba. I forgot about that. And I was like, that's not how this works. <laughs> this dude's been benched. And by dude, I mean Zach Wilson has been benched three times this season. Um, Got the start, threw a couple of picks, was not playing well. I texted you. I felt bad because you could tell, I could see watching the game that he was very disappointed with his own play, and then he was just getting booed like crazy by the fans. And I was like, come on, guys, like relax a little. Mental health. Remember, remember when we were doing the mental health thing? Hey, you know, you, the money is not for uh, the, the money is not the money's for the yeah. yeah. Not, not but, even that. Just the, the money is for this is a hazardous job, buddy. This is hazard. It's all hazard oh, pay. I, I thought you were saying the money was for uh, getting no, booed. No, no, no. The money food. is all hazard pay. If yeah. if you're comfortable with it, hey. But if you're not, get out. Yeah, I felt. I I mean, you could tell as soon as the first quarter was over, you were like, oh, he's not going to recover. This is the whole Sam Darnold. I'm seeing ghosts out there thing all over again. Uh, and same team, believe it or not, that that happened with. Uh, Jacksonville is now in the driver's seat to make it into the playoffs, to win the AFC South, uh, to make, literally, to make it. Everyone's like, oh, maybe they can swing it as a seven seed. We might be getting it as a four seed, so. Wicked. And have a home playoff game. Wicked. That's nuts. Insane. I'm so glad I did not cash out my bet. At the beginning of the season. I oh, had, wow. We'll, we'll talk about it later with our uh, accolades, because this is going to come up. That's really good. All right. One more round. All right, Brandon. The final one more round. Tom. Oh. Thomas. I think it's like Eldrick ba- Brady or something like that. You think that him and Tiger Woods Edward, share a name. Edward. I knew it was an E. I knew it was an E. All right. 
Just what Eldrick there for for fun. If it was Eldrick, how many people, <laughs> how many dads would name their sons Eldrick? Something a thousand. All right, uh, Brendan. Looking at uh, Tom Brady's intended air yards. This is when he tries to throw the ball down the field. Intended air yards this season. The last two seasons in Tampa Bay, it went from nine point one. Two years ago in the year they won the championship. 8.1 last year where they were a uh, – they hosted – did they host the playoff game? Yeah. Did they host the, the Rams? I can't remember. That game – I remember that game being outside. I think they hosted the Rams. I know they hosted the Eagles. I think they hosted the Rams as well. Um, And then – you know what it is this year, Brennan? It went from 9.1 to 8.1. Guess what it is this year? Intended point, air yards. 7.5. You would you would think it would go down precipitously like that. 6.7. Oh, my gosh. 6.7. I thought uh, I was being dramatic with the 7.5. The completed air yards per, per completion. Championship year, 7.1. Last year, 5.7. This year, 4.7. Precipitous. Precipitous decline. Uh, the other thing that shocked me, shocked me. This is, this is going to be very minuscule, the margins here, but it tells so much. Tom Brady's, uh, his release time to get the ball out. Went from 2.4 two years ago to 2.3 last year to 2.2 this year. He is getting the ball out faster than he ever has in his career. And I think those are a couple of the reasons why Thomas looks a little different. So, yeah. Starting off the, don't know if you can hear the, the 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 landscaping going on, but yeah, let's move on. Ah, Brennan, the NBA—they give us so much to unwrap on Christmas Day. We had a slate of five games. Did you have a chance to watch any of them? Yeah, I saw um, a lot of the Suns Nuggets game. Congrats Woo! to you on that. Um, yeah, you then- did. Uh, that's only because I was out of work by the time that game was going on. Uh, I was working. I worked uh, about 11 hour shifts, so I missed all the other games. Okay. Um, well, I was running around and doing a lot of uh, <clears throat> Christmas things with my lady. Um, yeah, didn't text me back. Wish you a Merry Christmas. You never did you? Uh, you did. A lot of people have texted me. I haven't gotten back. To, I got to get back. To, I thought I did. I'm sorry. Um, my brother kind of FaceTimed me with the nieces and nephews, and I missed that one, too. I'm with uh, my lady. <laughs> well, it's not just I was with my lady. Like we were at her parents' house. We went yeah, to both no, her parents' it. houses. There was like a Christmas breakfast, and like it was people were we were all talking and everything, and like you know, just lose track of time. Lose track of time. You're supposed to. You're allegedly gonna be home at two two p.m. Oh, that's never and then happening. and then you don't get home until like six p.m. You know, so you yeah. miss most of you miss all of the Green Bay Miami game pretty much. You got to watch that back. Uh, and then you miss uh, 
you missed the day game. So didn't get to see much of Sixers-Knicks. Didn't get to see much of the Lakers getting thrashed. But did watch a very competitive Celtics-Bucks game until uh, late in the third quarter where the Celtics pulled away and staked their claim out to be the best team. But Chris Milton, I don't think, played much in that game, if at all. No, he was out. Uh, Okay, thank you for confirming that. Um, And I did see... Uh, some of the Grizzle Warrior game, which probably was the most confusing because me and my brother, when after I missed his FaceTime, we did have a phone call later there after when I was driving from one place to another. And I said, man, that Grizzle game is going to be the culmination of a lot of pent-up anger and aggression against the Warriors. And then he informed me that not only was Steph not playing, which I knew, but Draymond wasn't playing. I was like, oh, man, that's annoying. Well, yeah. at least they'll be able to, like, make fun of Clay because, like, you know, they have their issues with Clay. And Clay would have none of that. Clay was out here getting texts, laughing in people's faces, dropping 24 points in 40 minutes. Dante DiVincenzo, white Dante, had 19 inserted into the starting lineup. Jordan Poole carrying Steph Curry's water had 32 in his starting position. Um, yeah, they put on a bit of display. I mean, the only person that really came out to play on Christmas Day was the guy who got a new shoe, John Morant, new signature shoe from Nike, um, had 36. But outside of that, everybody had a relatively mediocre games. Couldn't even blame it on Desmond Bain not being there because he is actually back inserted into their lineup. So uh, that one was a shocker. And then, as Brennan said, you had the nightcap, game that started 10.30 Eastern. Jesus Christ, yeah, I did not late. miss that. Um, a 10.30 Eastern start for my Denver Nuggets against the Sons of Phoenix. Um, interesting to start. Uh, we were up. Then we were severely then down. Then you weren't. <laughs> uh, Denver Booker went out early in the first quarter. Uh, don't know how we got outscored by 10 in the second. Um, then we had to rally in the third and the fourth and take it to OT. Where we eked out a three-point win. But in this game, Joker had another 40-point triple-double. Jamal Murray had a fourth quarter for the ages. And one former Orlando Magic robbed of a couple of slam dunk contests turned back the hands and sands of time and had dunk after dunk that were all in each highlight worthy in their own rights, culminating with probably the greatest decision by the NBA to allow charges and blocks to now be uh, challenged without a challenge. So we go back to review it. Reviewable, yeah. It's reviewable uh, in the event that we don't know if the player is in the restricted or not, but we can also change anything. It was called a charge on the, on the court, but in the replay, you can obviously see Landry Shamit was moving all the way up until he made contact with Aaron Gordon, thus making one of the most spectacular dunks and pictures. Go back and look at that picture and look at Jokic's face as he guffaws at how a man can be up so high 
uh, Aaron Jones, Aaron Gordon, keep saying Jones, Aaron Jones. Gordon throws it down. The Tomahawk slam. On Landry Shaman to emphasize what Shaman, was it. Damn it. Great win for the Nuggets. Brendan. Great win. Great win for your Nuggets. Brendan, what riff do you think is more detrimental to their team? Is it what's going on in Chicago, where it appears that Levine and DeMar DeRozan are no longer seeing eye to eye? Or what's going on in Atlanta, where it appears Atlanta, it's that... Atlanta. It's 100% okay. Atlanta. There's not, it's not even close. Okay. Well, They're going to have to fire this coach to make Trey happy. Trey's going to want out. They're going to fire the coach because the superstar always wins in the NBA. Trey's not the guy, man. That was that Eastern Conference Finals was a fluke. That whole season was a fluke. He's got that super high usage rate that we never see in the finals, except a few a handful of times that I've already been over. It was Iverson that one time. It was well, they Vince weren't Carter in the finals. This is Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was it was so like you can't have a heliocentric offense. We see that in the NBA all the time, but. Ownership is going to side with Trey because he's the superstar. They're going to fire a coach. He'll be on his third or fourth coach by the time he figures it out. This riff is way worse. It's one thing when two players don't see eye to eye because, you know, winning can solve that. I mean, I guess same thing with player and coach, but it's a lot easier to fire a coach and side with the superstar than it is to fire a superstar and side with another superstar. Yeah. Um. I mean, so I think the Chicago thing is going to have to work itself out because they're not going to side with one player over the other. Yeah, I think Chicago is the shocking one because it looked like they were so close. Thanks, and now <laughs> they appear to be listening. Old. Joe just texted me, "Merry Christmas, Brad." <laughs> Look, told you I'll get back to you. Um, <laughs> it appears that uh, Chicago is really Alonzo Ball, you know, court general away from being what they were promised to be. And it, I mean, we've been waiting for Alonzo to get back since last season and it yeah. doesn't appear that he may be so they may be having to break up um what was a great collection of players they ended up putting together i mean they had levine Just there couldn't make it work yeah they, they made needed, that they trade that for uh, court general they made that trade for uh who's your boy uh, Vucevic. Vucevic, uh brought lonzo in got tampering yeah, uh, i can't believe i had lost that on the draft. Top of my head like that i know right you knew immediately who I was talking about and uh, and then they signed DeMar DeRozan. They had a, a glorious run last year and an end to the year prior. But, um, yeah, they're missing that key cog. Whereas Atlanta, like you said, I mean, if Trey causes much of a stink, it's either get him out or get me out. And they're not going to get rid of the guy they traded Luka Doncic for. Uh, that would yeah. be not That'd good. Be ridiculous. <laughs> and there are unnamed um, executive sources saying that Trey is – or Trey's agent is shopping around for a trade. Mm, so yeah. I don't know if that's unnamed agents trying to create a riff in Atlanta even further, or there's truth where there's smoke, yeah, there's, there's fire. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, but Brett, the last thing we have to discuss before we get into our end of year superlative, the Knicks, the Knicks, the Nets are back. The Nets and the Knicks are both. Well, back. the Knicks are kind of back, except they, well, the Knicks went on an eight-game eight tear and then fell off. But, yeah, the, yeah, the, they've the lost Nets. four straight. I mean, they the lost Nets are back, 9-1 in their last 10. Gave a 60.21 rebound triple-double to Luka Doncic. The only other team close Crazy. to that is my Orlando Magic at 8-2 and two in their last 10. Wow. Well, and the 76ers, but 
Wow, look at the, the magic. Also, the Nuggets eight and two in their last ten. I just saw that too. Damn it! <laughs> what in their last five? But the Nets are on the nine-game winning streak. Uh, yes, they since everything has calmed down. I mean, we talked about it after everything kind of calmed down there after the Kyrie debacle. Um, it looked like they were heading in the right direction, uh, and now they appear to be. Uh, ben Simmons has suffered an injury right after that. He's come back. I, I, I haven't looked at. Every game closely. I don't know how much of a contributor he has been. I know for a while he was coming off the bench there. Um, okay, he's back in the starting lineup. But still yeah, I was going to say, the only injuries they game. have now are uh, Joe Harris and Seth Curry day-to-day. And Joe yeah, Harris is just I'm out. looking at the most recent game against Cleveland. Back in the starting lineup, nine rebounds, eight assists, four points. This guy's just... Is Ben Simmons okay. back? <laughs> I mean, I guess. I forgot. I, I always forget. He made an all-NBA team. He did. He allegedly was supposed to be very, very good. 12 points in one game, double-double, 12 and 11. Okay. I mean, look, the the, the, the key was they don't need him to be great. They, they need well, – offensively. They need him to be really good defensively yeah. and to be able to check some people. Plus 26 against their game – again in their game against Milwaukee. Um, when you got KD and you got Kyrie Irving, who's one of the niftiest guys with the ball in his hand – and then when um, Seth you, I, comes back, he can shoot the lights out of the gym. Exactly. So you, you need Ben Simmons to be a body. You need Ben Simmons to play defense, which is sad to say for a former first-round pick. Um, you don't need him to be the central focus of the team, and he will never be because he's not that good. Um, but he's a serviceable NBA player. He has a big body. He's a it's athletic. It's insane we're saying hell. this about a first-round pick that was an, made an all-NBA team. Uh, he's athletic as all hell, but Kevin Durant is the engine that keeps this. Kevin Durant is the car. And Kyrie Irving is the engine. If Kyrie Irving is playing at optimal uh, conditions, Kyrie Irving is one of the most unstoppable forces in the NBA with the ball in his hand. One and Kevin Durant is also one of the best scorers. So we've, I mean, we've been talking about this team since the two got together. If they can get it all together, if they can do it, um, it's a scary proposition. And for Nine games in a row now. They've gotten it together. They got a coach who actually is a coach. They don't have a figurehead there. Um, still don't think they should have got rid of Kenny Atkinson's, but Jacques Vaughn is uh, more than um, qualified to also be the head coach there. Don't know why they brought Steve Nash and wanted to make a splash hire with a splash team. That was ridiculous. You needed somebody who was going to hold these guys accountable, hold their feet to the fire, make them play defense, and now their, plus, uh, their differential has flip-flop from early in the season where it was god-awful to now they're a plus three um, in one of the top teams in the East as far as differential goes. And they're sitting at number three. So, Can I be honest with you? As someone who lives in New York City, nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. I was going to say, as Tony Kornheiser says so many times eloquently on his podcast and on PTI, uh, New York is the Knicks, the, the Knicks, the Yankees, the Jets. No one cares about not that. Say the Jets. Sorry, the Knicks, the, Giants, the Yankees, yeah. the Giants. Yeah. No one cares about the Jets, the Nets, or the Mets. Those people in those places care, but New Nobody York doesn't care. Nobody cares. So yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Nets. The Nets rate better outside of New York than they do in New York. That is. Let a me. Well, fact. clear as day. From me saying the Knicks are back too, because all I've heard about mm. are the Knicks being back. Yeah, Kornheiser said uh, the Nets 
I think on the last PTI, he said the Knicks could win 82 games. Let the oh, Knicks yeah. win three in a row. <laughs> yeah. Let the Knicks win three in a row, and it's over. All righty. That is it. Do you have a sounder for this one? Uh, You think I don't? Ah, uh, Brennan. The repurpose Anulo Emmy Award and what became the Anulo Award. Sounder is here for the year end superlative. Also, you can hear this on whose podcast? You used to there too. Uh, Brennan. 2022. 2022. What a year of great sport moments, great sport stories, great teams, games, performances, beefs, and Cinderella's, and we'll cover it all here. Brennan, we'll start with our first award, best performance of the year. You can define it however you want. Best performance for you. Best performance of the year, I'm going with Nikola Jokic, the Joker. Reason I'm doing that is because his MVP season last year was in 2022 because Mm -hmm. the NBA plays across years. And that was his second MVP, and he is having arguably a third MVP level season. He has leveled up each of the last three years. His second year was better than his first year, his third year now. It's looking Aaron better Gordon than last year. Is playing so well because Joker's giving him the ball when he needs it. Jamal, Mar- that whole team, that they just try to hang on for dear life in that six minutes that he's not on the court. Uh, <laughs> Nikola Jokic, the Joker, is my best performance of the year, and it's still going. We're still seeing it. So between his performance at the end of the season last year in 2022 and now the beginning of the season this year in 2022, he's far and away my best performance. All right. Well, my best performance is going to be a little more granular. Um, I'm not going to take the whole year into consideration, but more of a a spurt, a run, a series. Uh, Steph Curry in those NBA finals put on a display that is we'll probably never see again. Yeah. Unmatched. Uh he did something that I didn't think he could do. Um I thought his team he went in with the worst team. I mean it's it's not up for debate. He went in with the worst team. The Celtics had the better quote unquote team. Um and he single handedly pinpoint assassin shot their lights out and just stopped any of the passing of the torch notions to the next light skin king in Jason Tatum. Um Steph Curry single-handedly dismantled that whole defensive structure. Uh, Reggie Williams not being able to play uh his name's not Reggie Williams, is it? No. What is it? Um Robert Williams. I was like, I know it's R. Williams. Reggie Williams was another player back in the day, a couple years, uh, about a decade ago. Um, But yeah, Robert Williams not being there was uh, a huge factor, him not being able to be there game in, game out for as much time as they would want. But um, Steph Curry just, he he shot down any narrative that you had. He wasn't the finals MVP in his other finals. Uh, Shooter can't carry a team a 6-3 guard can't carry a team he just put all those myths to bed and exceeded expounded on his 
own legacy. And man, it was even though I was rooting against them because I wanted to be right with the Celtics, it was a marvel to watch. And yeah, he made a believer out of me and the world. All right. All right, Brennan. It's now time for the best team. Brennan, 2021-2022 seasons for some sports that carry over. Had a lot of champions. Who do you think was the best team? And you don't have to limit it to one. You can put a few names out there. Mine's one. One and one only. And I rode them the entire season. I knew that they were going to bring it out. And I'm going to piggyback off of what you just said. The Golden State Warriors of the NBA Finals. The champions. The best team of 2022. Well, I got a couple nominees for this for me personally. Um... The Los Angeles Rams, they did the thing. They sold their souls. They sold their future. The thing that, honestly, every play, every fan wants their team to do, even if they say, no, but we can build for the future. Yeah, who gives a shit if you can win right now, all right? They made the trade for Stafford. That's the they title of the episode. The who gives a shit? <laughs> they made the trade for Von Miller. They brought in Odell Beckham Jr. They created a juggernaut. And, I mean, it almost faltered a couple times. But in the end, they pulled it out. But that's not who the best team was for me. The best team in 2022 for me was the South Carolina Gamecocks. Huge shout-out to the Lady Gamecocks. Uh, Asia Boston, De- Destiny Henderson, and Dawn Staley and them girls for pulling off what they had missed capturing in the 2022, in the 2020 season when that season got um, uh ended because Shut of COVID. Down, yeah. yeah uh it, it took a year for them to get to it but they got to it they won that elusive champion that second title for her and her program there so huge shout out to the Gamecocks and one of the best telecasts with uh Sue Bird and Diana oh, yeah. Taurasi yeah did you know Sue Bird and Megan Rapinoe were together uh, did you not know that come on one no, of the I best couples today when what I was looking up something. power couple couple goals are you playing the sounder for everyone? Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> ah, Brennan. 2022, we saw a lot of great performances, great games, great battles, whether it was on the gridiron, the hardwood, the pitch. So many memorable ones. Again, you don't have to stick to just one if you don't want to, but tell us what you thought was the best game best game of all time uh for last year there is only one and it's better i'm assuming it's yours too the world cup final argentina france best game of the year far and away going from down two nil and then france roaring back to make it two two then going down three two and then france mbappe roaring back to make it three three all the way to penalty kicks that was by far the best game of the year and my Football team has had a few big comebacks. My basketball teams have had a few big comebacks, but far and away, best game was that one. Uh, Before I get to my best game, there was one team that I wanted to shout out in the best team. 
Um, they did not win a championship. They did not win anything other than my respect and my uh, solemn. Well, the isn't best champion. The word's best team. My solemn solitude. Uh, I don't think I said that the way I mean to say that, but the Iranian team in the World Cup. You just remind me because you brought the World Cup back up. Uh, the Iranian team playing with all the pressure they were playing to with, uh, forced by their nation to sing the national anthem for them to perform in the way they did with all the scrutiny coming from their home country uh, on their back, just a geopolitical nightmare and uh, politics and the world, real life crossing into sports in that manner. Um, it was just heart wrenching for those guys to have to perform in front of everybody with everybody knowing these things, but then actually to perform at the height of which they did winning the game against Wells um, and making a competitive game out of the U S game with them. That was, uh, that was insane. Um, and I feel for those guys. I mean, I won't know the immense pressure and everything they had to deal with, but gosh, it was, it was gutsy. Gutsy is the only thing I can think of. But uh, to the best game, Brennan, yes, you have you have pinpointed the best game, um, one of the best games I've ever seen uh, ever with that World Cup final. But I will give an honorable mention to, it was in this year, it was where Gabe Davis tricked us all into thinking that he was a legit number two and possibly a number one disguised as a number two receiver. It was the uh, divisional game. Kansas City versus the Buffalo Bills, where now the rule has changed because everybody needs a goddamn turn and your defense doesn't really have to go out and do their job. Uh, Kansas City against the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs there. I broke uh, uh, one of those little, you know, little little table stand things that you get oh, when you yeah, live in yeah, an yeah. apartment. I was leaning on that on like the third Gabe Davis touchdown in the minute in those two minutes. And I just broke it, shattered it. It was bonkers to watch. I didn't think I was going to see anything better than that. But then, like you said, that World Cup final knocked my socks off. My heart was in my throat. Um, yeah, it was it, spectacular. Two two very spectacular contests. But now, Brennan, where we get grimy, what was the best beef of 2022? We've seen people yell at each other, spit at each other, punch each other. We've seen faces hit the padding on the back of gyms before they hit the ground. We've seen fights in the middle of the street. We've seen it all. But, Brent, to you, what was the best beef of 2022? Uh, the best beef for me, I've got two. Uh, Draymond Green versus Jordan Poole, the punch. Um, and then John Morant versus the entire Golden State Warriors fan base. Mm -hmm. That's a very good one. Yeah. Um, I have two as well. Uh, Jordan Poole against the padding on the back of that gym. <laughs> um, it took all it took all its might for him to not hit the ground. And this is a funny one to think. Well, I have three actually. Sorry. Um, this is a funny one to think of. James Harden against his Nets teammates. Oh, yeah. To force that trade. And subsequently, Ben Simmons against Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pure Philadelphia rage at its highest. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, I forgot another best team. Damn it. I knew this was going to happen. I knew I meant to write them down. Another one of the best teams that I meant to put in there. Gonna, uh, this is the last time I'm going to add another best team. But the Colorado Avalanche, one of the better yeah, teams. Gross. They were a top four. They were a top three team that entire season. It was the Panthers, them, and your Lightning. We knew one of those. I knew one of those three teams were going. We're destined to win it. Um, we fucked up by getting the fucking president's trophy. You guys kicked our asses. And then Colorado, I mean, one of the best players out there with Kale M- McCor, um, doing his thing in the final there. Um, Kadri and everybody else. So shout out to those Colorado Avalanche. Almost forgot to mention them. Greg would have ripped my head off. I know that. But um, shout out to them. But yeah, uh, Ben Simmons versus all of Philadelphia. Brennan. Yes. Had a lot of great, great out of nowhere stories from some teams that we had no expectations of. Brennan, it's time for the best Cinderella. The teams that we did not have any expectations for. We thought they were dead in the water, but they went on to shock and surprise us all and capture the heart and minds of the watching viewing public. Brennan, who were your Cinderella's of the 2022 season? Um, So interesting about the Cinderella's, I was definitely going to put, uh, obviously, my Jacksonville Jaguar team on there, but that wasn't really a Cinderella, so we're going to get to that next. Yeah, you you put money on that way ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, way early. So I've got three. I've got TCU. As a best Cinderella making the uh, college football playoff. I don't know if you'd consider them a Cinderella because they only lost one game the entire season, but no one thought uh, TCU was going to make the playoff. Everyone thought it was going to be Alabama and Ohio State jumping them. Um, uh, Brock Purdy, seventh round mystery relevant. It's a good one. has two wins as in his first two starts with the 49ers as a Cinderella story. And then also, finally, the men getting out of the group stage. In the world, that's Cup. not a Cinderella. Yeah, we, we should kind of be out of the goddamn yeah. group stage. But after not even making the World Cup before, that's that was I put that under Cinderella. Man, should have made it further. Um, I have two Cinderellas, Brendan. Those were a good lot. The, the, those were a lot of good uh, mention, honorable mentions in there and nominees. But I have two. I have one uh, taking it back to the World Cup. Morocco making it to the semis. Uh, the first African nation, AFCON nation, to make it past the quarterfinals after into France. the semi. Uh, after France, yes, of course. Uh, France winning it all the year, uh, the World Cup final prior. Um, yeah, uh, Morocco making it all that way um, and galvanizing a nation and, and turning Qatar into uh, Morocco effectively, making that their home stadium and getting a home atmosphere uh, because the proximity to the, the, the two nations. Um, but the other one, and we all have forgotten it by now because that's the problem with the NCAA tournament, Brennan. We forget everything about it. We don't care that much unless we can gamble and make our brackets. But when number 15, St. Peter's from New Jersey, beat Kentucky, and beat some of those powerhouse teams to make it all the way to the Elite 
eight, the lowest seed ever to make it that far. St. Peter's and the boys. And Shaheen Holloway, the coach of that team, uh, before leaving and going to his alma mater in Seton Hall to become a big-time college basketball coach, that team captured a nation, captured the viewing public, the stories, the outpour. But my Jones went down to fucking St. Peter's in New Jersey to do uh, uh, a piece, a field piece insane. for uh, what the heck is that show? Uh, Game Theory on HBO coming back. Cannot January. believe it. Can t- took January twentieth. Um. So yeah, Brent, you need to you need to you should be just walking around uh, downtown New York right now. But Mike Jones might put you on camera. Maybe you big Brent. Um. And you have you have good sports opinions. I think you know. If you've been uh, doing the show for three years, I'd hope I hope mean, so. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Uh. But yeah. So. Breaking St. news: Peter's. Teddy Bridgewater will be the starter this week for Miami. Yeah, don't doubt that. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah. All right, Brennan. Last but not least, the best story of the year, twenty twenty two, had a lot of ups, a lot of downs, and a lot of wacky things happened. Wacky, but. And all in all, some good came of it. Brennan, what was the best story for you in 2022? So I have two. One is my best story. Uh, I'll do the uh, nominee first. Uh, Geno Smith coming out of nowhere to turn this whole Seahawks thing around. Now, that story doesn't look like it's going to have a super happy ending because they're kind of falling off lately. Don't think they're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, but Geno Smith, the first half of the season, that was a great story. But my story, my best story of 2022 is NFL-related, my Jacksonville Jaguars. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So we start the season. We have Shocker, all this- not shocker. The reason it's not the Cinderella is because going into the season, there was a lot of hype, like the Browns a few years ago, where they're like, oh, Trevor Lawrence should make a leap. The you know quarterbacks always make the biggest leap freshman to sophomore year. There's a lot of expectations on Doug Peterson, a real coach coming in after the debacle that was Urban Meyer. So it's not a Cinderella. There was expectations. A lot of people had the Jags winning the AFC South. They thought Tennessee would take a step back, and we didn't know what was going to happen with the Colts. And then in the first three weeks of the season, everyone looked correct. I looked right. Uh, you know, everyone looked right. The Jags were dished. Other than that weird game one against Washington, they were destroying <laughs> people. We boat raced the Colts. And then the very next week against Justin Herbert and this vaunted chargers offense, we destroyed them. They scored like six points. Um, and then it Not fell vaunted off. at all. They put 20 points on Colts. Go ahead. And then it fell. The biggest apart. issue with them is that they don't score points. Trevor Lawrence started throwing a lot of picks. It looks like there was weird decision-making. The Doug Peterson effect, which is where you love him when he goes for it on fourth down, but then sometimes you're like, just kick the field goals. Come on, man, what are you doing? We lost six six or eight games by one score, um, and this, this season looked lost, and I was getting frustrated because the Giants and the Vikings were winning all these games by one score, and we kept losing these games. And then... The end of the season comes around, and now we are fighting and probably going to win the AFC South. We've turned the entire season around the last five weeks. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has been playing out of his mind. This team's going to go to the playoffs when halfway through the season it looked like they were going to have the number one pick again, and uh, that is that's the best story to me because it's my team. It's a team I root for, and halfway through the season, like I said, everyone had him dead in the water, number one pick again, third in a row. What the hell is going on to now we might – win the AFC South and be in the playoffs. So that's my best story. 
Alrighty then. My best story. Um, give me a second. I don't remember one thing. Uh, okay, couple couple of best stories. And as you said, yours was NFL related. Mine, all three of mine, are WNBA related. Let's start with the retirement, retirements, of Sylvia Fowles. It's Sue Bird, two legends walking away from the game at, I mean, peak form. Uh, the, honestly, the, the way they played that last season, they looked like they could play another. Sylvia Fowles gave us a dunk in the All-Star game. Um, see, uh, Sue uh, shooting lights out until the very end in her final game, that final playoff game where they had an opportunity to knock off my second story, the eventual champions of the WNBA the Las Vegas Aces, Diana Taurasi, not Diana Taurasi. Um, oh my gosh, my stomach is hitting me. Becky Hammond taking over as the coach of the Aces. Don't know what just happened there. Uh, Becky Hammond taking over as the coach of the Aces in her first season, um, getting them to that championship that had been eluding them. Uh, they had been one of the top teams the last two, three seasons, and uh, they couldn't get over the hump. They couldn't put that final nail in the coffin. Asia Wilson went uh, out of control. Chelsea Gray, point god uh, herself, point goddess herself, um, just went to another gear, went to another level in order to capture that uh, elusive I almost corrected you, and then I was like, is that sexist to correct him on that? And uh, so I didn't, and then you did. I didn't know. I Look, I'm learning on the fly all day, uh, <laughs> all the time. Um, uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, and Kelsey Plum, um, the Erica Hamby, uh, that team just Jackie Young, uh, growing up right in front of our eyes, um, just everybody that that whole team, top to bottom, just I mean, amazing, there we go. amazing for them to finally win it. And last, Brittany Griner finally oh, yeah. coming home. Yeah, um, I definitely thought that story long, was going to end not as a best story. Yeah, didn't think didn't think it would. Year long saga, damn near. Uh, she got arrested in February. Man. Was it February? Feb- it was February. It was. I just watched a recap video of the year. Uh, I think it was Vox or Now This just did like a recap video. February seventeenth, she got arrested. That's nuts. One week later. Russia invades Ukraine. Yeah. Just making, compounding the entire situation. Um, and she finally comes home uh, in mid-December. Um, Beautiful. She came home. She was safe. You're right. That is the best story. I'm, yeah. I'm changing my, my opinion. Changing so, my story. Happy that she was able to come home. And she's already announced that she will be playing in the W this year. Yeah. People didn't know if she was she's not basketball top of mind. I mean, it's a game at the end of the day. You don't really you don't want to put pressure on somebody who just went through such a traumatic thing. Um, but she said I think she's it's committed gonna, it's to playing this year. So. It's the only way she's going to feel normal again. Yeah. It's, she wants to be wrapped in the embrace of the people who, I mean, championed her for the most part of this whole uh, ordeal. Um, so I definitely, definitely going to a game this season. Perfect. I was going to go to games anyways because back in the now, I was about to say, but now marked 
on the sheet. Not a big Definitely wings guy. The wings going to that Mercury game. The wings. The problem was they don't play in Dallas proper. They play in Arlington. So it was a drive. I don't like make me make a drive, and it's a way to get me out of an ordeal. Yeah. All right. Well. Let's move it. Let's let's do it. What do we still got left? Nothing, right? That's we got it. nothing, Brennan. That uh, is the end of our season. Hour the and a half this episode. A little long. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Holy bleep. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. It's a long one. It's the end of the year, though. It's not an hour and a half. Oh, damn. Yeah, it is. Thank you. That's 80 minutes. I thought it said 50 minutes. It said 80 minutes. Uh, <laughs> Follow me on all social media at Brennan T Comedy. Check out the one-man show, uh, BrennanTComedy.com. Uh, check out my other podcast, Brennan Tessif is your ex-drinking buddy. Joe is going to be on the bonus this week for the end of the year. Bonus. Joe, where yeah. can everybody find you? Look at us ending the year together so many times. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. You can find this show's Twitter and Instagram at Cheering Press. Don't forget to go to JoeDorville.com to check all my merch and music and all that good stuff over there and don't forget to go to a new low.co uh to check out the other shows on the network who does a pod we just did our season ender um a new low we're gonna be wrapping up the year tonight on twitch that's twitch.com slash uh a new low pod if you want to check that out um hopefully this will be into out in time for you to hear that and join if you want to and uh, don't forget to get your sheets and giggles. Sheets, your sheets, giggles. Your your sheets and giggles. Uh, you, if you get the sheets, there may be giggles. If you know what I mean. Um, that's sheetsgiggles.com backslash ANL. I keep saying backslash. Damn it. Uh, sheetsgiggles.com slash ANL. There you go. Brennan, you seem like you have somewhere to go. So let's get out of here. And that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello? Huge shout out. 2022. What a year, man. 2023 is going to be even better. Huge shout out. Ed Reed taking on Bethune. What? Ed Reed's going to Bethune Cookman. Hell Bethune yeah. Bethune Grill about to be up and popping. Get me all those wings. Give me the drumstick. I'm a drumstick guy. You're a drum mech guy or a flats guy? Uh, I'm not a dark meat guy. Well, says a lot about you. All right, here we go.